<laughs> a wacky people, the less known slapstick exactly. resource. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 76 Small Rooms, a podcast about architecture from Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm Tash and I'm here with Arch and Matt, no Jeremy today unfortunately. In this episode we're talking about the upcoming Auckland Architecture Week, which opens on Tuesday the 22nd of September. That's this week coming for those onto it listeners who've tuned in early enough. We've talked to some of those involved in the event and it's fair to say that there's an exciting and diverse lineup of activities which should appeal to both the architectural community and anyone with an interest in architecture, cities and design in general. Auckland Architecture Week is generously supported by AUT University, JIB, Razine and the Warren Trust and it's thanks to this sponsorship that most of the events are free. To find out more about the history of the event as well as what's in store for this year we spoke to Chair of the NZIA Auckland Branch, Lindley Naismith and one of the principal organisers, Joe Aitken. <laughs> well do you want to start with telling us about um, Auckland Architecture Week, what's it all about? Yeah, well, we were going. We started the conversation before about where Architecture Week or the concept started, and it started um, years ago um, with World Architecture Day, uh, which um, is typically in October. And I see I've even it is still surfacing in my diary. World Architecture Day, uh, and we uh, the branch in those days, the um, Auckland branch. Um, as did other branches in the country, I think um, encouraged by the NZIA, um, did uh, uh, promoted events around World Architecture Day. The key one, which was quite popular, um, was the Open Architectural Office, mm-hmm. um, but there was um, associated with that um, some other things were, um, were often um, organised, a speaker. Um, an exhibition, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's centred around one day. Um, Auckland at one point, or at some point, found that the day um, wasn't necessarily convenient. It didn't necessarily fit in with what else was going on in the city. Um, and we decided that we didn't actually... Oh, and the, the public event, uh, the open office event, was a bit of a mixed blessing for many officers and quite hard work. So. The notion was that we would take it out of the individual office thing and make it um, more um, a a series of events perhaps around the day that was more to do with connecting architects um, and what architects do with the general public Mm -hmm. and the wider community. Mm Um, so it, it's um, in recent years, well ever since then, it's really been in September and October um, around then, but the date has varied. Um, and it's evolved um, quite more recently into something with even more of a public focus really, um, in that we have relied on um, people that we are connected to in our professional community. Um, uh, we have collaborated, if you like, um, or um, utilised events that um, might have been planned in other arenas, and we've um, hooked um, Architecture Week around, or gathered uh, gathered them around Architecture Week. Mm-hmm. So the week now is focused, um, um, although we call it a week, and there is um, something pretty much happening every day, it is focused on the weekend for um, the specifically branch-organised activity, Auckland branched-organised or focused activities, and then clustered around that, or prior to that, are 
other events where we're connecting with um, other design disciplines or um, uh, uh, other um, parts of the design community that are also doing things that we can ally the um, week with. And there's good involvement with the architecture schools as well. That's right. Yeah. And um, and when I uh, talk about a wider community, I think we look, we focus um, too. We try to focus on our own community, but um, with a wider group in it, mm -hmm. or the widest possible group in it. Mm -hmm. So, and the schools, of course, are really important. Um, so there are some great exhibitions which um, open on Friday night, mm -hmm. uh, and there's the twenty-four hour competition. That's right. So I think we've got a hundred entrants. Yes. 100 entrants in yeah. the competition. Yeah. So we've had to cap the entries because we had too many. Fantastic. Um, and so they're from around New Zealand, so they're getting a subsidy to come up. From, from, uh, right. from our organisation? Yeah, so they're coming up to Auckland for, for the competition as of Auckland Architecture Week. Yes. yes. Oh, that's excellent. Thank so we're you. working with um, the Students' um, Architecture Network of uh -huh. New Zealand yep. Sands. Um, and we have uh, one of our committee members is also, uh, or two of them are members of SANS. Mm -hmm. So again, nice synchronicity. Great. Um, so one of our um, committee members um, has been um, really, in particular, Sam Aislaby, has been um, heavily involved in organising that. Yeah. And, and can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that competition? It's a 24-hour competition. Uh, 24 hours. Obviously, we can't give away what the topic is. Mm. Um, so basically they get briefed on Friday night um, and then it will take the place at Auckland University uh -huh. um, where they have access to um, internet and they can use computers and printing and make models and whatever they need to do in that 24 hours. So obviously no sleep, <laughs> um, which is actually not unusual. Yeah, entirely consistent. Yeah. Very consistent yeah. The real world as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good practice. Um, and then at the end of the 24 hours, uh, they have to all present. And it's my understanding they get two minutes each, so it's going to be crazy. Wow. Um, so they'll be tired and... You know, so emotional. it'll be emotional. <laughs> so it'll be down to really presenting clearly what they've come up with. And um, so the trick for each team is to put one team member to sleep six hours <laughs> before the crit <laughs> to wake up fresh and just kill yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be challenging for the judges as well, though. Yeah. And so presumably we can see that see that work at the end of the competition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's open to the public. What, what day is and, that? Well, actually, we've neatly um, tied in the presentation of the um, for the um, I guess there are winners. Um, to uh, to just after um, the uh, zaz ziz and zing, oh home yes, yeah. our, uh, so our very own Jeremy, yeah, uh, <laughs> talking about that project, yeah, yeah. Um, so that uh, that becomes you know that event is tied in with the party and the cocktail party that happens as part of that. Great. Um, so there'll be a real um, some real good energy. Cool. Um, yeah, so if you, if you come beforehand, I think about an hour or an hour and a half before, you can watch all the student crits, and then it's... At the university? At uh, AUT. Oh, at AUT. Mm. So yep. the, the final crits are open to the public then. They are, so it'll be in the same space that the um, home conversation event is. So. Yeah, so the opportunity to see uh, an actual crit, I think, is a really good one, and mm, it's something definitely. that, uh, especially before you start architecture school, you may not even really know 
um, mm. how that format works and um, how central it is to the teaching of architectural design. So that's a cool opportunity to come along and see it. Yes, and what I like um, about it in terms of the structure of the event is that um, you have the possibility of seeing students talking about their work, um, students of architecture talking about their work, followed by an established yeah. member of yes. the profession. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think that combination is going to be uh, a nice one as well. So there are a heap of events on. Can you play favourites a bit? Um, you know, there'll be a few real, I think there's a few really interesting ones on here. What's your pick? If you had to well, go I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking. I personally looking forward to some of the event or or the day, the Saturday day, um, where there are parallel uh, things happening. Um, there are building tours um, that span from the CBD, um, yep. and that is an association uh, with um, the New Zealand Green Building Council, uh, and. Um, after that, um, in association with the Eden um, Albert Bungalow Festival, there's a walking tour of bungalows. Now, parallel to that, so those, both of those two are going to be really interesting, um, and in fact they're designed so you can do one after the other. Mm -hmm. um, but parallel to that are the events that Architecture Women um, are running on the Saturday. There, mm -hmm. uh, and there is um, a, an event called Hey Why, a song, um, where, um, the, where we learn to um, sing a song, yep. as I understand it. Um, and it's to do with sort of embedding Māori uh, protocol um, in a meaningful way in the things uh, that we do um, as, um, as Pākehā and as architects. So I'm personally um, really looking forward to that. And that whole day, mm. that whole day is back-to-back -back events all out of AUT? That's correct, all based in the Te Iringa room. Uh, so it starts with um, Hei Wai, it's followed by a book launch um, of, the, um, of the symposium that was held two years ago, um, the last major um, architecture women event in the year of um, women's... Uh, uh, in the um, 120th anniversary of women's suffrage um, a symposium was held and this is a collection of the book is a collection of essays from mm -hmm. that symposium um, so that happens after um, Hei Wai um, and then uh, there is the um, Wiki Lounge which you um, know a, a bit about yeah so we're talking uh, to Victorian um, Rebecca about that later on? Yes, that which is um, um, about a greater presence of women architects, um, in, this, in our case New Zealand women architects, um, uh, referenced in Wikipedia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's followed um, by the second um, in a series um, of date nights, which are mentoring events where uh, young um, uh, women uh, and uh, students of architecture, um, graduates and students of architecture um, uh, are able to mix and converse with um, uh, people who have been longer um, in the profession. Uh, and that first event was very successful so we're anticipating um, that this one will be busy and fun as well. Um, 
and then I think that draws the architecture women events to a close and that then joins um, with the, <laughs> the student competition announcement and the Andrew Patterson conversation and the party for the duration of the weekend. Um, there are exhibitions of student work both from the Auckland School of Architecture and from the Unitech School of Architecture. Mm -hmm. And I think also AUT. And are they all at they're all at U AUT? That's they right. Are. Great. Yeah. yeah, they're all in the, all in or um, around that main space. So that's a pretty unique that's a unique building. opportunity to actually see all three um, Auckland schools work in yes. one place. And yes. then you'll have the dynamic of Victoria coming in with the for the competition, yes. yeah. great. Yeah. So. Mm. And is it, um, are the events aimed primarily at architects, or is this something um, that is accessible for the general public? Well, uh, well, there are other events like um, there's a picture culture night on the Friday night, which is always good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never been to a bad picture culture. A really so, good turnout last year. Yes, yeah, yeah. hundreds. And that's at the Auckland Museum. On Friday night, so. Great, and and we'll we'll make sure we've got a bunch of info here on the ticketing for any of these things that need to be pre-booked and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Auckland Conversations is running a sounds like an interesting um, presentation. So that's partly on the Altair quarter framework, um, mixed in with Chris Day from Marshall Day presenting. Uh, their experience on the Philharmonic mm -hmm. Paris. The Nouvelle project. Yeah, yeah, so I think that will be quite exciting. Anyone who knows anything about it, it's had plenty of drama mm. in the way. Mm. But I'm just telling it, um, is, this, yeah. is this the biggest year, you're, you're expecting the biggest year this time round? We have, I, don't, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we started the kind of publicity quite late, but mm. already within like the first day, things were booking out and selling out. So mm. we're kind of, oh gosh, how many people are going to turn up? But mm. So um, getting quick, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously there are things that always appeal to people um, uh, too, and I think we're getting a bit of a handle on that. So mm -hmm. the building tours tend to be um, well attended. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and these are places that you wouldn't normally be able to get into, so it's a real right. sort of behind-the-scenes look at, right. you know, Auckland's past. That's mm. right, in this case, mm. um, in the St James, but then of course you've got um, the um, CBD building tour, which is a folk, the, the buildings are all buildings with multiple stars, mm. so that's interesting. Um, and then of course bungalow, bungalows in um, Point Chevalier, Balmoral, Mount, Mount Albert and Mount Eden. Um, yeah, uh, and many of them have contemporary um, additions and mm. that sort of thing is very um, interesting to the yeah, general public. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with a new season of The Block coming up. Which the ads look like, look like, it looks like Hunger Games <laughs> from what I've seen. The other, thing, the, uh, the other thing, I mean this is probably has a bit of an architectural uh, architect <laughs> focus, but the movies. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, right. I only saw that this morning. Tell us yeah. about those. Yeah, so... It's a nice passive way to mm, take in some That's some right. And, and again, I mean, these are, have an architectural focus, but again, it's open to the general public. So, I mean, in answer to your question, um, the architectural... There's a lot of stuff here that is aimed at architects specifically, but the but equally has a wider uh, draw and with a, a, and a, an agenda of welcome um, mm -hmm. to the interested public. 
Um, but yeah, the movies. Too, how, how much do you know about them? I know a little bit about the the um, Ever the Land, but I know nothing. Which is about um, the building that Tuhoi commissioned, yep. which is um, our first um, building under the Living Building Challenge that um, Tuhoi, worked, Tuhoi worked with uh, Ivan Mercer at Jazzmax yep. uh, um, to produce uh, that building. And because um, Ivan died not long after that, it was like the culmination of his career, but also very special in mm-hmm. terms of the relationship between Tuhoi and mm-hmm. Ivan. Um, the other one, a place to call home, is uh, focused on state, state housing. housing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know a lot about them either, but um, it is clearly a topic of interest mm. I think, in the public with everything that's happening with social housing. That is the final event of Architecture Week on the Sunday afternoon, and that is. Um, supported by um, AGM and um, Architecture New Zealand Um, and you can come and see one film, either film or both and there is an intermission that involves refreshments Um, and I think they might be um, and and I think that might include the odd um, alcoholic refreshment um, and, just to um, entice you in. Yes, just to entice you <laughs> in. She didn't overdo it yeah. the, night, yeah. the night before. That's right. Yeah. Um, but also question and answer sessions with um, with the director, Prior March, of A Place Called uh-huh. Home, and the editor of Ever the Land, uh, Prisa Boucher. And that's a, free, that's a free event? Yes. Great. Finally, Matt and Arch have talked to Victoria Streeter and Rebecca Green, who have been working on an exciting and ambitious project to increase the visibility of women in architecture by addressing the dearth of entries about them on Wikipedia. Wikipedia is an online um, research resource for everyone, and we wanted to create visibility uh, to make the work of these women visible, these female architects visible. We decided to call these women. and as we developed um, our questioning, um, we expanded it into questions and learning things like what influences them, what made them pursue a career in architecture, you know, what are their ambitions and objectives and hopes, um, and what are their sort of architecture values, and also heard these incredible stories um, along the way. And I think um, that it's been a really rewarding experience doing this. So we want to increase the visibility of women in architecture and there are lots of ways to increase visibility of people in any field and the way that we're doing it, as Victoria's just said, is by engaging with Wikipedia because that is probably one of the widest search databases in the world. And I think if I had been asked to find out stuff about women who are architects or architects in general, I would, and not have to do it for Wikipedia, I would start talking about projects that they've worked on or styles and influences and things like that. But by framing it in this Wikipedia way, and when you look at Wikipedia pages and it goes 
name, partner or spouse, children, where you were born, where did you go to high school, where did you go to university, what did is you gonna, travel? Yeah, did you travel, um, what are your interests and influences, what have you produced, what have you written about. Uh, Wikipedia pages don't tend to just be about one aspect of a person, mm -hmm. they tend to be, a, it's like a little biography. Yeah. Yep. And so that's what we've been able to do, is we're starting to collect these really, really interesting biographies about yep. these incredibly impressive women. And most of these women are ones that I had no idea that existed and lived just down the road from me or might be working and at mm -hmm. events. And I think that that's been a really important part of the project. So we are um, recording these women um, and these recordings will be made into, edited and made into podcasts, mm -hmm. but also stored at the University of Auckland as a resource. And on the Architectural Women website. Yes. Great. So part of what you're doing is um, is the creation of pages, so new yes. pages and entries. And then also presumably in parallel you're um, like bolstering the the uh, the page itself with references that you find and links yes. that help flesh out and support the information on the page. Yes, so, the, so there's a research and authoring kind of component, is there? The reason why we've done the event the way that we have is so that we can create these digital links back to these women so that when somebody who comes and decides to look at the Wikipedia pages we create go through it, mm. they can't just take it down because we don't have enough credible mm. sources. Great, so, how, so it's a series of interviews. How many of these have you done? We've done five and we're about to do our sixth one tonight. Yeah. And is that, does that complete the six that you, is that complete the number you have today? Yes, yes. Great, so five down and one to go. That's right, yeah. Excellent. How long have the interviews been? They, they, range, they range from about 50 minutes to about an hour and a half. Uh -huh. But we spend a good sort of three hours with these women nattering over tea, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's been the most rewarding and satisfying and interesting for me is, you know, going to these women's houses or going to their offices and um, having, you know, shooting the breeze and having a chat um, and learning about their built work, um, learning about the, you know, future projects um, and, and and the stories which um, can surface or they, um, that, are, that they're able to talk about um, because they're comfortable and we're all sort of, mm. it's a very comfortable environment and we're all Mm -hmm. I think I think something that's really caught me in this process is my extreme lack of consideration or curiosity around women in architecture until I stepped into the profession. When I was coming through, it's probably about 50% mm -hmm. female student, probably all the way up to, I think Victoria was in fifth year when I was in first mm -hmm. year, and I'm pretty sure your year was about maybe 50% female mm -hmm. students or women students. And there's women lecturers everywhere. It didn't even occur to me that women might not be visible in architecture when I stepped out. And then I stepped out a year and a half ago and suddenly all the women have disappeared. Mm. And you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is a little bit interesting. And that's... That you, that you were surrounded with at university. Yeah, that I was surrounded yeah. with at university. So I look five years ahead of me to your year and I don't look at that level and say, oh, about 50% of them are women, or even 40%. It's so but then again, we, I, yes, but that's another story because we um, graduated into the recession. Mm. And but I think 2008, I... and you know, a lot of um, people, not just women, um, exited architecture to pursue other careers because there just were not the jobs available. Mm. Mm, definitely, definitely. But I think what I'm 
what I'm getting at is by getting interested in this and then by interviewing these women, what I've realised is it didn't even cross my mind that I wouldn't be able to study architecture. These women came through in the 70s and for them to study architecture was an ordeal Mm. to get into the programme, then to get a job, then to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. I feel that I go onto site and I am taken seriously. Mm -hmm. I go to work and I am taken seriously. And I really want to collect these stories and these oral histories because they've done so much so that I can sit here today and talk to you. Yes, if you... If you come along um, and uh, listen to some of the oral histories that we have on offer on the 26th yeah. um, of September, you hope September, to have this stuff Saturday. live. Well, it has to be, it because it's the excellent. Yeah. kind of Auckland Architecture Week. Great. We'll be in the Wave Room yep. at Tirangi, mm-hmm. uh, the Tirangi Room. Excellent. And we'll, we'll post a link. And, um, and put the headphones on and listen. Um, Claire Chambers was talking about the mm-hmm. fact that her grades... Um, had to be sort of a NA pluses even to get a place in um, architecture school. She she was yeah talking said this great story about how Ellen Wilde didn't think that women could think in three D, and when she said that I said well why even let women into architecture school and she said well, we kind of had to but they would only let ten women in and there would be about seventy men. <laughs> Those ten women that would get into architecture school through discussion with each other, they've realised that their average grade coming from the intermediate year beforehand was about an A and A plus grade. The men didn't have to meet that criteria just purely because there was so much more of them, which what that meant was that the women would end up at the top of the course because they were brighter. brighter. They had to be to get in. And I think that's just a really... And, and then and a going, great an example of the stories that we're collecting that yes. we probably wouldn't otherwise if we didn't have to create these Wikipedia and pages. these insane satirical cartoons that she's you know collected through the years because of course Claire Chambers was one of the founding women of um, uh, the Thursday the Lunch Group, the Institute of Women in Architecture. She she wasn't in, a founder, but she was a very active member of the Women's in, Women in Architecture Institute. Mm. The first one in nineteen seventy four. Yes. Um five. And so essentially you're setting up Wikipedia pages using these interviews as the primary resource, I guess. Mm. It doesn't it's not a um very architecty thing to do, is it? It's sort of um often don't promote them well, they don't promote themselves very well anyhow. Well we don't architects architects don't promote themselves very well. Yeah. That's I think rubbish. Well, women I don't think perhaps don't promote their work. I think females well. don't. In fact, again, Claire Chambers said to us, "You either create architecture or you spend the time uh, promoting it," which okay. is contentious. Yeah. Um, it's a I hate point. to sound like an old El Paso ad, but why not both? Yeah, indeed, mm. indeed. Well, I um, mean, I think. We probably hope to do that. I yeah. would say we're creating architecture and we're promoting other yeah. women in architecture. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it feels like a very architectural thing to, to do to me. Yeah, I, I guess so. Do you mean, <laughs> do you mean no. the interview format? No, I think... You? Well, no, I think um, architects um, typically are, are fairly reserved and fairly bad at promoting well, themselves and the professional view. Well, I don't know mm, what architects... I don't... I think I feel like most architects that I've met in my very, very short career so far aren't that way at all. They're, they're the centre of the room. Yes. They, but they're not very... Oh, well, perhaps it's because I'm an architect, but um, I don't feel very well understood. 
um, <laughs> by uh, the general public. You know what I mean? People don't really know what architects. Well, do. maybe maybe you should create a blog or a tweet, Matthew, or a podcast. Yes, um, <laughs> or even a Wikipedia but, page. I think. No, well, we that's right. Play. But uh, I guess the, the, the question I was coming around to um, <laughs> was: Have you had any resistance from the people who who you've oh, approached? So yes. we've approached. We got about a fifty percent hit rate. Right. So we approached quite a lot of people, and some people didn't respond at all. Uh, one person responded and said that she wasn't comfortable with it, and I completely respect that. I'm really hoping that the people who didn't respond will now see that this is a legitimate thing that we're doing, and yeah. I will approach them again, yeah. and we'll say, hey, get involved, and they'll want to do it because they'll see that we're not going to misrepresent them somehow. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's... Um I, I think that's really, I think that's really excellent. I think it's a great way to put it, and mm. the hope that it, this, um, the outcome of the exercise you're doing validates it and will yeah, encourage yes. more people and bring more stories out and record yeah, more information. Yes. And hopefully, more people will listen to them and say, "Hey, you should talk to this person. They're yeah, important yeah, as well." Yeah. Because someone you may not have heard of. Here's yeah. another story. Here's another lead. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a bit about the event as part of Architecture Week. What is happening? Where is it? Um, what can I go and see and hear and do? So it's happening on Saturday the 26th of September. It's at AUT and it's in the Wave Room and it's part of a day of events that Architecture and Women are running. So the day starts off with He Wire Song with Alyssa Petter. Hitter, and she's talking about I think learning learning Māori songs or that Wyatt yeah. process. Mm -hmm. Then I th think it's leading into Linda Simmons' book launch, which is the great precursor into our event because ours is quite a lot more low key. What we're going to have is three listening posts and nine headphones, and we will be playing these recordings. And the idea is, as people can come in, they can grab a tea and a coffee and something to eat and mm -hmm. they can get comfy sit down on bean bags and, and listen and listen mm -hmm. as much as they want to and then they can move on to another listening post yeah. and listen to somebody else because we if if we say that we've got six interviews and they're each about an hour long that's six hours of interviews yeah. the event's only going to be running for two or three hours mm -hmm. so you won't be able to listen to all the event interviews and so the idea is that you come in and it's a bit like overhearing a conversation you're going to talk about this at Architecture Week. You're going to speak yes. at the Pecha Kucha event. Talking at Pecha Kucha, yes. When is that happening? Same day? No, Friday, Friday, the day before. Right. Friday, 20, 25th. Yes, at Where? Auckland Museum. Great. Okay. okay, so if people want to find out more, where do they go? www.architecturewomen.org.nz I think you should go along to um, the event on Saturday the 26th, put some headphones on, and you will... Um, you'll hear some really interesting stories, some moving stories, some surprising stories. Um, yes. This year, Auckland Architecture Week coincides with the Albert Eden Bungalow Festival. One of the event's highlights is the Open Home Walking Tour, which this year has actually been so popular that it's already sold out. However, you still have the opportunity to take in a bungalow tour at your own pace. Self-guided bungalow heritage tours can be downloaded on iOS and Android, and to tell us more about the tours is the app developer, and Tasha's better half, Glenn Barnes, who's been working on the project alongside Renee Tanner from Albert Eden Local Board. So Glenn, tell us a bit about, first of all, um, My Tours app. 
So uh, we've got a platform for cultural and heritage organisations to develop sort of branded apps for um, museum guides, city walks and, and those kind of things. Um, mainly we sell to uh, uh, you know, organisations around the world, so the City of Jerusalem, Museum Victoria, Powerhouse Museum. Um, yeah, so we've got about 130 apps out uh, today. The format is that it's... Um it's geolocated, so it knows where you are, so it can start to kind of trigger different bits of information or narration or yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so what we do, our, our our clients normally have these kind of um, these. A lot of them are walking tours and outside, so they'll have sort of a curated set of points where they'll take you, you know, along along some kind of journey or path. Normally, along some kind of theme. It could be a heritage tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be about architecture. It could be about people or events. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really up to the the client what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in these particular instances, uh, it's all about bungalows. Yeah, um, which is uh, which has actually been it's, it's been really interesting. Um, you know, when I before when I used to look at an old building everything was a villa um, yeah. but you know as you start to look around you start to listen to uh, Nicole uh, kind of voice over what a, what a bungalow actually is and all the different features you actually get a, a better appreciation for and is, is there a relationship in this tour or just the work you've been doing with the book um, no actually there was the um, th- I guess the way it came about was uh, last year I was at the NDF conference with um, Helga Arlington from the Albert Eden local board and we we're talking about wanting to do some some things with sort of local heritage uh, and she had an idea for something kind of Auckland wide um, and this was a great project that we could kind of jump mm. into with the Bungalows Festival mm-hmm. um, so there was already a couple of walking tours uh, last year so um, what Nicole has done is sort of taken that content and kind of edited it down and trying to put it into a bit of a more of a cohesive kind of walk and, and, and voiced over those. Mm-hmm. And so on the day, will it be kind of a live tour or um, or will your will your application be running at that same time through that? Um, so there are a couple of the, the live walking tours um, that you can go and take and mm-hmm. I, be, I believe some of them are sold out and mm-hmm. maybe some availability for, for a couple of them. Um, but then the actual audio guide and the walk itself will be available. It's available now mm-hmm. uh, via our Walk Auckland app and it'll be available forever on basically so you can take it at any cool. time you like. So we go and download this app, we mm-hmm. start it up, go to the start of the tour and as we move around... Um, It'll tell us what we're seeing and what we're. Yeah, basically, it's got it's got a map there with a route that you take, um, instructions to get from point to point. Uh, we'll even actually alert you when you get within fifty meters of the next stop and say, "Hey, you've okay. arrived at this one." You can just right. play the audio. Uh, there's photos there that you can look at, um, and there's a whole bunch more text as well if you want to read. But yeah, yep. the audio guide does a really good sort of, really good sort of um, job of covering off the the main points uh, at each kind of stop. And who's done the audio and narration? Uh, that was Nicole Stock. It was Nicole. Yeah, okay. who wrote the uh, who wrote the, the the book on bungalows uh-huh. <laughs> essentially. So we spent about half a day in a studio uh, a few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, recording that, and um, yeah, she's got a lovely voice. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, so and I guess one of the great things about the app as well is that you know everything works offline as well. So you know you can download this way at your home on your on your home Wi-Fi, and uh, when you're out and about, you know you're not sucking down any mobile data or anything. Mm-hmm. Everything just just works offline. So, so in addition to this bungalow one, what other um, what other tours have you done around Auckland or New Zealand? So uh, a, f- a few years ago, we got permission to use the uh, Auckland Council's heritage brochures. So actually, pr- probably got about twenty tours around Auckland now. Um, 
One of my favourites is the uh, Takapuna to Milford Walk. Uh-huh. I guess that's because I, I grew up on Thorns Bay. Yeah. Um, but that takes you around the waterfront there, which is an, is an amazing walk. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got writers' walks, uh, about four of those around the North Shore, and a whole bunch around the central city as well. Okay. Um, that's just in the Walk Auckland app. Uh, we've also done a project with Heritage New Zealand, uh, where we've done Path to Nationhood, which is a series of driving tours in Northland covering off pre-treaty Maori and Pakeha interaction. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was another fascinating project. We got to learn so much about New Zealand history that you didn't really sort of learn about as a kid growing up in the seventies. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and apart from that, uh, Posse Wellington Tourism have a whole bunch of walks out in Wellington, um, and we've got a, we've got a, we've got a few other few other ones around the country. Uh, Hamilton as well. Uh, IPENS uh, have an app out where they've got uh, walking tours in Auckland uh, and Wellington. So yeah. remind us again how we get this app, where do we go, what do we look for? Uh, just search for Walk Auckland on the App Store mm-hmm. um, and you should be able to download it, iOS and, and Android, um, or just do a Google search for Walk Auckland app, my tours, and you, you, you'll find it. What was, what was Renee Tanner's role? Uh, so Renee uh, was brought in by the local board to pretty much organise the whole Bungalows Festival, so she's done an absolutely amazing job of, of uh, putting together the whole, the whole kind of festival. To find out more about Auckland Architecture Week and to download the program, go to architectureweek.co.nz or check out the NZIA Facebook page, facebook forward slash nzia.akl. And of course we'll be posting images and news of the event on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 76smallrooms, as well as on our Twitter account at 76smallrooms. Well, that wraps up our fourth episode. We hope you make it along to an architecture event next week. Till next time. Thanks and bye. Bye-bye. Bye.